Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business executives on management and leadership topics to help busy managers. In the studio is Ron Kreit, Tom Meyer, and Jim Dixon of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. We have a special treat today as this is our first podcast where our guests are actually joining us live and in person in the studio. So welcome to Christy Curry, Education Services Manager, and Chad Dorr, Leadership Training Consultant from Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. So as I sit in here listening uh, to Jim and, and Christy and Chad, your discussion and Tom on empathy and connectivity, you know, how we we're bringing people back, what does the development program look like as we move out of COVID? Yeah, I would say there's a huge element of that that we're currently living in figuring that out. We're figuring okay. that out as we move forward. But one thing that I feel certain of for every training and development professional is we have to up our game. To Tom's point right. earlier about depending on the topic and deciding what you really want people to come in and have face-to-face training for, I also feel like there's going to be an expectation of us to deliver the same content and multiple methodologies so that it yep. to my point earlier so that we can meet people where they are the important thing is they get the material how they get it should be a choice of theirs based on their time or what how they learn best it could be in person it could be virtual but i think it's going to put pressure on us right. as professionals to up our game and be able to deliver these trainings no matter the topic in m- multiple methods so here's an interesting thing to, to for the two of you to ponder, um, because I think we've got some competing realities, and I think the uh, challenge is absolutely the struggle is real <laughs> for us in the in the development world. One of the things that we've always noticed as Equus is we've brought to our clients leadership programs, and a huge component of those leadership programs in the past always has been and will continue to be giving participants an opportunity to connect with each other. It's not just about endlessly shoveling information at them. You have to give them an opportunity to reflect, connect on the information, understand how it's connected to the vision of the organization, um, and then giving them an opportunity to really build the social fabric and connectivity inside the organization. But that takes time. And in the beginning, uh, people are always reluctant to, to invest that time. But on the back end, what they tell us is that was the most valuable part of the program. My ability to connect with Chad over lunch or my ability to connect with Christy over a conversation about, you know, the new world post COVID. Those are the things that are really rich. And, you know, and yet we're living in this world where you think, oh my God, if I've got him for 10 minutes, I have to, <laughs> I have to, I have to really, really hammer while we're figuring this out too, of what training and development looks like in the future or what training programs look like in the future, I do think we will see a shift in topics Yes, because like you're, you mentioned earlier, the topic of adaptability and flexibility and accountability will be ever important for leaders as we continue in a hybrid environment. And I also think um, when you have training in multiple methodologies like that and you have people all over, it becomes even more important that people are able to connect to the why, no matter what your strategy yep, yeah. is to your point, 
people have to understand the why to support it and get behind it. And I think that goes to what you were just saying. Yeah, Christy's talking about one of the programs we did where we we talked uh, to our clients about the importance of communicating three things, the what, the how, and the why. And we're usually really good at communicating the what and the how. Yeah. We're not always so good at communicating the why. So Jim's got a comment. I want to make sure that we get in. Okay, it's more of a build into what Christy was saying a little bit earlier, and that is I think it's driving us as training and development professionals to be more experienced in our game and more professional in our game. I mean, all of us in the training and development profession are familiar with the Addy model. Well, I think when you're looking at a challenge like COVID or, you know, virtual or whatever, that's that's not the first step. The first step in the Addy model is assessment. What are we try- what's <laughs> the end result? What are we trying to teach? What are we trying to develop? And then we decide is this something that can be done virtually or is this something that can be done face-to-face or should be done face-to-face? So it drives me to think, you know, we need to be much more professional in making the decisions on what we should do as far as training and development. What's the end result? Yeah. And so I've, I heard Christy say, you know, methodology we're going to have to have multiple methodologies. And then I, I thought that was a great point that, the topics are even changing. Uh, so, you know, you kicked off the podcast by asking about the opportunities. I feel like, and I'm just speaking from our training and development team, we have more tools in our toolbox today than we did 18 months ago. Oh, for Because sure. we got forced into utilizing some methodologies that we were not acquainted with, we were not very good at, but we got pretty good at it. And now we can, as we're having this conversation about, you know, what methodologies will serve our customers best. Now we have some tools that we didn't have two years ago. And so I feel like we're in a better position today than ever before to deliver, you know, training and development opportunities. That's a good point because I think we become comfortable with a methodology that we liked in the old world, so to speak. And that may not be the preferred methodology, but all of a sudden, because of COVID or because of virtual work, we're pushed to look at different methodologies. Maybe not the one that we preferred in the in the previous world, but this these are different. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, then almost like the rubber band, you're stretched. But when you when that tension is let go, it it goes back to what it knew. And I think for me, <laughs> I'm just going to speak you know, from my perspective, I think it's easy when you begin to return to, you know, the office and you're no longer forced to do a zoom to just go back and do it. Like I used to do it because that's (laughs) what I like. That's what I'm comfortable with. But I think those of us that want to be innovative will again, now we have more options and, you know, just keeping it open uh, and not, resorting back to training as we always knew it. Well, and that that discomfort associated with us being on our own learning curve as training and development professionals, I think if we embrace that discomfort, we can put ourselves into a place of understanding that that builds empathy for everything our folks in the field are dealing with. 
right? Where, you know, I translate that into, I may be uncomfortable doing a Zoom call this way, or I'm, I, it just happened last week. I had to do a leadership series. And in the 11th hour, the night before, they said, we're going to do it virtual. And I had to flip on a dime and do a six hour uh, development session virtually with less than six hours of, of notice the day before. And I remember thinking, okay, this is what my clients are dealing with. This, this is what my folks are dealing with. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to breathe through it. We're going to make it work. It's, it's going to be fine. It, it, they'll get everything they need to get out of it. And my discomfort will be translated into empathy to bring us full circle back to that conversation. Cause this is what we're all dealing with, right? There's nobody in this room that you can all empathize with that story. Cause I know you've all lived it. <laughs> I don't know that I've converted a six-hour training into Zoom uh, in, yeah. in that short of a window. So kudos to you. <laughs> it was a little tricky. It was a, we were tap dancing on hot calls. <laughs> um, this has been a great conversation this afternoon. I really appreciate Christy, you and Chad coming up from Kentucky today to be with us uh, for they our made first the drive for our first live <laughs> and in-person podcast. It's been fun, and I think the conversation has gone very well. So. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here with you and appreciate the invitation and always enjoy working with Equus. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, and to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Please um, uh, join in the conversation at www.equusconsulting.com and leave your comments below. Thank you. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.